Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Evan Brand. I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner and nutritional therapist. I operate worldwide via phone, Skype, FaceTime, whatever I need to do to see your pretty face and consult with you and help you with your health issues, get to the root cause of them. That's what I do. And I've worked with kids from 16 months old to kids that aren't even born yet and they're in mama's belly and we just need to make sure the health of that kid is healthy so we take care of mom and we optimize the thyroid and we optimize vitamin d levels and do all the things that you have to do to ensure healthy pregnancies i've worked with even uh, expecting or want to be expecting mothers you know mothers that have been told that they're unable to have kids and then guess what if you fix the body systems that we work on the adrenals the gut the thyroid the detoxification systems all of a sudden they're pregnant and it's like whoa hooray you don't have to spend 10 or fifteen thousand dollars on in vitro fertilization or other fertility treatments that have risk and side effects uh, if you're not able to get pregnant that that means something's wrong and that doesn't mean go pay for a scientific procedure. That means let's fix the root cause. Let's find it and fix it. And if you fix it, all of a sudden you can get pregnant. So I've seen some just amazing things, and especially on the topic of today, which we're talking about wireless technologies, 5G. We're talking about Wi-Fi, environmental pollution from the wireless standpoint. Obviously, we've got environmental pollution in terms of gasoline and diesel and jet fuel and rocket fuel. Uh, I've seen quite a bit of infertile women that live in Florida, and especially women that are living in any close proximity to Cape Canaveral due to all the uh, rocket launches down in Florida, because perchlorate is a common chemical that women are exposed to that live in that area. Perchlorate is a chemical that I do test for, and that disrupts the ability of the thyroid to make hormones. And if you're hypothyroid, especially if you're autoimmune hypothyroid, which is Hashimoto's due to gluten or other causes, parasite infections, viruses, bacteria, etc., the autoimmune condition that attacks your thyroid or just the chemicals blocking the receptor sites, that causes infertility alone. And your quote-unquote fertility doctor, fertility specialist is likely not talking about this, and they should be. So that's just a snippet of what I've been up to lately. If you want to reach out to me and get a consult, we'd love to help you. And you could check out the full list of conditions that I do help people with at my site. Just go evanbrand.com, so E-V-A-N, last name Brand, B-R-A-N-D. Go to my site. You can go down to the bottom, and you can learn about some of the things that I really prioritize with people, which is primarily mood issues, anxiety, depression, brain fog, energy issues, liver detox problems, methylation issues, genetic defects, etc. So more on that on the site, and you can schedule a consult there as well. Now let's get into this interview today with Dr. Diedrich Klinghart. I am going to tease you. I'm warning you. You're going to get excited, and you're going to love it, and then I'm going to make you go register for the Candida Summit because it's a kick-ass event and it's coming soon july 9th to be exact and this full talk will be aired inside of the candida summit along with 30 others so the website for that is candidasummit.com candidasummit.com but let's get into this because we're going to have some fun dr dietrich klinghart is a medical doctor and founder of the klinghart academy the American Academy of Neurotherapy, Medical Director of the Institute of Neurobiology and Lead Clinician at the Sophia Health Institute. He is also founder and chairman of the Institute for Neurobiology. Klinghart Academy provides teachings to the English-speaking world on biological interventions and autonomic response testing assessment techniques. Klinghart has lectured at universities of Illinois, Utah, 
Capital University in Washington, D.C., and others, and the medical schools of Geneva and Zurich. Between 96 and 05, he was associate professor at the Department of Applied Neurobiology at Capital University. He's regularly invited to teach workshops and summits, which I'm sure you've heard him on many summits before. So, Dr. Klinghardt, thanks for joining me. It's an honor. Thank you. Hey, so let's chat about, first of all, I'm curious about your clinic because your clinic, like, on the disclaimer, it says, hey, hey, not only are we a fragrance-free facility due to the chemical sensitivities, but we're also a cell phone and wireless-free uh, clinic. So when did you implement that rule? Well, um, I've been aware of the damages and the dangers of Wi-Fi uh, for a long time. We, we had our first uh, seminar on electrosmog. Uh, 12 years ago, so we were already full on uh, going 12 years ago, and things have only gotten worse. And so, um, y you know, there's only uh, two factors that drive the current epitome of chronic illness. You know, one is the Wi-Fi environment, and the other one is the agro agrochemicals. You know, the the chemicals used to grow our food. If he could control those two factors, there would virtually be no chronic illness. We would have succeeded in eradicating cancer and eradicating um, pretty much all chronic illnesses, but uh, the opposite is happening. You know, the, the incidence of neurological illnesses going up every day, uh, and the the main thing uh, that that is paralleling is the increase in exposure to electromagnetic radiation that has reached catastrophic uh, uh, dimensions. Yeah, it has. Now you're in you're in Seattle or near Seattle. Are they bringing 5G in your area of Washington? Well, uh, 5G. The plan is it will be everywhere, but because uh, the you know for the driverless cars. Uh, it's a technology uh, that will be needed to make the driverless cars work. <laughs> and so uh, it will uh, fairly rapidly be everywhere. So it doesn't really matter where it starts. It's going to be within a year or two everywhere. And that spells uh, an avalanche of chronic illness. What do you think we're going to see? I mean, now we already see, I mean... I've lost count of the cases of autoimmunity, Hashimoto's. It seems like every single client I deal with has some sort of autoimmunity. What do you predict is going to happen once 5G rolls out everywhere? Well, um, in the last 10 years, uh, the number one cause of death in women uh, has become, has shifted from uh, cancer uh, to neurological disease, so basically to Alzheimer's disease, 80% of this Alzheimer's disease. And there has been an increase of 663% in just the last 10 years, uh, die, women dying from brain-related disorders. And uh, that is directly linearly uh, related to the exposure to Wi-Fi. And so by increasing the, uh, the, the exposures which the 5G will bring to us and also uh, accelerating the, the speed of the wavelengths you know so the the 5g is right now we are broadcasting at 2.4 gigahertz um that's 2.4 billion hertz and that's going to be doubled uh, for the 5g you know the the 
uh, faster the the wavelengths are, the more information you can put piggyback on it. And so there is a race for that. The, the unfortunate thing is that it is known in biophysics that uh, the body uh, on its own is using ranges between 2 billion and 20 billion hertz for the communication systems inside our body. And so uh, the the 2.4 gigahertz already has interfered with that. And the 5G uh, certainly is absolutely guaranteed will uh, disrupt many of our internal uh, communication systems in the body, which spells chronic illness, chronic fatigue, insomnia, autism in children. Uh, uh, children don't get a chance to develop normal brains, you know, when, in that environment. And so, but the full disaster will not be seen, you know, for another 10 years or so when there's no more normal children, you know, when um, when society, as we know, it comes to an end. Fortunately, other countries like Russia and Iran uh, have taken a very, very um, cautionary approach with this and basically are waiting until the U.S. commits suicide uh, and then there will be the emerging countries. There's no question, you know, the countries that protect their citizens will be the ones who hold the future in their hand and it's not the U.S. Right. So now we see autism, what, I think the last record I saw was something like 1 in 50, maybe 1 in 40 is autistic. So are you thinking this is going to be 1 in 2, 1 in 1, or? Well, the uh, the unofficial number is 1 in 26, and the numbers are doubling every four years now, so it's accelerated. And Stephanie Seneff, you know, the famous MIT researcher, has predicted that by uh, 2032, which is not that far away, that's 14 years from now, it will be all children will be affected. No more, normal ch- no more normal children, yeah. So you're from Germany. Now, what's, what's Germany doing? Are they, are they doing things different in the U.S.? Or do you feel like there's hope there? Like, would you ever move back to Germany? Or do you feel like you're in the States for good? Uh, technically, uh, Germany has the same status as Puerto Rico or Hawaii. There's no peace agreement between the U.S. and Germany. And so Germany does, is not allowed to make its own decisions. So the U.S. is forcing its vaccine program on Germany. It's forcing the same techno- technological issues on Germany that are done here. So there will not be a difference. There's no <laughs> it's not safe there. Switzerland, wow. very different. Yeah, Switzerland is still a free country and uh, is, has taken much more protective uh, steps. So I've done the steps as far as, you know, I've watched so many of your lectures. I feel like I already know you. Everything that you put out, I try to watch you. Uh, turning off the breaker, putting in some of the Stetzer filters, making sure that there's no increased magnetic field after putting in Stetzer filters, Going all incandescent lighting, no LEDs, no no Wi-Fi, air tube headsets. Which, who knows if the if the rubber tube headset makes a big difference or not. Grounding myself as much as I can. Moving to the middle of nowhere with surrounded by forest. Uh, is that enough? Or for me to raise my daughter, who's less than two years old now, healthfully, will it require more extreme measures? No, I think it's enough. I think reasonable, you know, reasonable is enough. 
you don't have to be a perfectionist, but reasonable is enough. Um, we, you know, it's the cumulative exposure, the cumulative effect of all the electromagnetic sources, even the household currents, the TV, the uh, the radio tower, the cell phone tower, the TV towers. Um, it's all that together, <clears throat> and so the more you can reduce your exposure the more uh, protective uh, you will be. And then, of course, there is the internal protection. Yeah, we know that when people are heavy metal toxic, they are a walking antenna and draw the Wi-Fi into the body. Um, when, uh, you know, there's certain genetic or epigenetic problems that we realize, you know, will make people more vulnerable, yeah, this largely that has to do with the methylation of the DNA. Um, so there is some things you can do internally also to protect yourself. But the the uh, thing that I'm most concerned about is that the uh, maybe I, I I give it to you again pieces. So in the 1980s, you know, we thought everybody had candida and that was the solution to everything. And then in the 90s, we realized under the candida were the herpes viruses and a whole host of other viruses. And then came Lyme disease, and we realized, oh my God, yeah, everybody has Lyme disease once we knew how to diagnose it. And so, but in the last two years, uh, we are realizing that that's still not the depth of the bucket. You know, what's at the bottom of the bucket is a group of viruses. They're called human endogenous retroviruses. These are viruses uh, that are embedded in our DNA. We come in with them, but they're silenced. They're silenced largely through two mechanisms. One is called methylation, the other one is called acetylation. And those mechanisms are destroyed by the exposure to Wi-Fi or the cumulative exposure to the electromagnetic fields. And so what happens is that these viruses are now replicating in us. And the most uh, well-known retrovirus is HIV. And so we refer to the illness that comes out of this as HIV minor or AIDS minor. Um, and visible on the surface are people testing positive for Lyme. They're testing positive for Candida, you know, for, for many of the molds and fungi that we have, but um, the, the real reason is that the, uh, the immune system is completely dysfunctional as a result of these viruses. And then depending on, you know, if you go to Richie Shoemaker, he will diagnose everybody with mold. Yep. If you go to Richie Horowitz, everybody will have a form of Lyme disease. If you go to somebody else, everybody's gonna, the medical medium, everybody's gonna have Epstein-Barr virus. But the truth is, it is something deeper than that is the retroviruses. And Judy Mikovits and Frank Rossetti are the main researchers on that. Marco Rogero, who've been have who've been my mentors in that. And so by taming the retroviruses, we actually get control again over candida. We get control over mycoplasma, we get control over Lyme disease, we get control over the, the Epstein-Barr and herpes type 6 and all that. And so this is, um, it, it's been an exciting journey, but this is all of us being affected by that. You know, so 
the moment you're exposed to Wi-Fi, you will unleash this dragon <laughs> on the inside that then when these viruses start replicating, you, you will have all the symptoms of a chronic viral infection that doesn't instantly kill you like AIDS used to do or HIV does, but it's a slower uh, process, it's a slow kill. And so by actually getting control of the Wi-Fi environment, of reducing the toxic burden that people have, um, we actually are able to get control of the retroviruses again. And then the, the Lyme disease, the mycoplasma, the molds, the candida, either fall away almost on their own or they become a much lesser issue yeah, than like when, you know, when, when we needed to do three years of intravenous antibiotics to treat Lyme disease, you know, when we actually tame uh, these issues, it may be six weeks on an herbal compound, you know, that cures the, the patient. And that's sort of what we're observing right now. It's a very exciting journey, but also increasingly more difficult, as you mentioned before, how can we um, how can we let the entire population know that they're actually being destroyed by the current the way Wi-Fi is licensed without any um, any medical trial uh, done to to show that it's safe or not safe? We know it's not safe because it's actually all the trials that have been done show it's not safe, but it's uh, it's licensed everywhere in the U.S. Uh, without any medical test that was ever done to assure that it's not causing harm. And so it's violating all principles of medicine, of common sense, you know, first do no harm, no. We first destroy whole generations of children and of people in order to then look back and say, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have done that. You know, but it's going to be a grim situation. And I'm not... Uh, pessimist, you know, I'm just realist, you know, I know my license. Yep, I understand. Now, how can you still, I, can you still see me? Um, yeah, I just had a blackout. Yeah, yeah I okay. can still see you. So, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 68. 68, okay. So, I mean, even in your lifetime, you're suspecting we're going to see some major changes even. We've already seen major changes. I've heard you talk so much about what the United <laughs> States used to be like in the 80s and how people were much more positive and everything kind of oh, had yeah. a different energy to it than it does today. All right, all right, all right. We got to stop that interview right there. We can't go further. This is just too exciting. So, this interview, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is part of the Candida Summit. This is probably the best project that I've ever done to date in terms of gathering the world's most influential experts, not only on me, but what I would say influential experts in the health space in general. Dr. Diedrich Klinghart being one of those guys that I've really looked up to for several years and I've implemented as many things as I can that he promotes and discusses in this interview into not only my clinical life, but my own life. And, you know, really, once you become a practitioner, there, there really is 
no separation between your life and the practitioner life because everything you're learning in your own life, like I discussed with you guys about my lab results, all of that translates directly over to the clinical life. For example, on my Facebook page, I just posted uh, last week, if you just go on Facebook, type in Evan Brand, you'll find my public figure page there. I just posted about my lab results and how back in April of 2018, I had some heart palpitations and a couple blood pressure spikes. I knew something was off. I chatted with a couple of friends. They suggested it may be stress, and I thought it wasn't. I was like, there's no way. I'm doing all my adaptogens. I'm taking all the preventative measures, the lifestyle measures, etc. I figured something had to be off, so I created a custom blood panel, and Upon looking at those results, I had a ferritin and an iron overload. Ferritin is an iron storage protein. Most practitioners do not run ferritin. Most practitioners don't have a clue about ferritin, but it should not be ignored, especially if you're a woman and especially if you're a menstruating woman. And even if you're a menopausal woman, it's very still it's very, very important still to test ferritin because that ferritin level, the iron storage protein, that could have been depleted over your lifetime. And when we start to see ferritin levels get too low, that creates a whole set of problems. Breathlessness, where you go up a flight of stairs and you just feel like you can't catch your breath. You feel like there's not enough oxygen in the air. That's a big issue. You may have hair loss. You may have changes with your nails, your skin. You may be irritable. You may have anxiety issues. A lot of these things can be tied into ferritin. Now, I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. My ferritin was way too high. Typically, you want to be hovering anywhere between 50 and 100. And I was over 500, which was considered an alarm range, meaning, holy crap, figure out what's going on. And so that being high, my iron, total iron was high as well. My iron saturation, which is very important to look at, was also way too elevated. So the combination of all these factors, what it was doing was basically creating oxidative stress. And that's essentially rust, oxidation. That's the process of rusting your body, for lack of a better term. And so we had to take action on that quickly. So that's when I went and got the dental cavitation surgery down in Texas. You guys heard me talk briefly about that. Uh, I'll get the surgeon on as soon as I can. His schedule's busy. My schedule's busy, but we'll coordinate here in the summertime, hopefully, and get that interview done talking about cavitations, which are essentially infections in the jawbone in the previous extraction sites where you get your wisdom teeth extracted. And I also had my 12-year molars extracted. Those membranes from those teeth get left into the gum, sewed up, and then those rot. And that causes black necrotic bone, which has spirochetes and all sorts of other infections and viruses in it. And that gets into the bloodstream, which was causing my inflammation because six weeks later, and also I had a protocol that I discussed on the Facebook page there. I did have a protocol I implemented to help naturally chelate and reduce some of the iron and ferritin overload, as well as doing some therapeutic phlebotomy, which means donate blood. And all of a sudden my levels are perfect. So you can go see the before and after lab test results on my Facebook page. Now, if you're still listening, then that's great. Uh, you got to go register for the Candida Summit. Like I said, this is the best project I've ever done. The website is CandidaSummit.com. So Candida, C-A-N-D-I-D-A, Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T.com. You're going to hear the rest of Dr. D- uh, Deidre Klinghart's talk. This is almost a one-hour conversation, maybe even a little longer, uh, but it's great. 
and you just heard the snippet of it. I tell you, I just, I was in awe the whole time talking with him because I really appreciate a realist attitude. And he says, I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. And so many people may, and nobody says this directly to me, but so many people may think that when I post these episodes like this, or when we post episodes like with Dr. Jack Cruz, my friend who's a neurosurgeon who talks about 5G, you know, people think that this is some sort of like a fear mongering or something. And it's like, no, that's, that's not the goal. We're not, we're not trying to instill fear. We're just trying to educate people and tell people, look, the telecommunications industry is not going to be upfront about these things. So we have to take the power into our own hands. There's all sorts of different groups that are in California that are working to fight back against smart meters. There's groups that are working to fight against the 5g rollout because in neighborhoods, that are going to roll out 5G technology. They're going to need basically a small cell phone tower every three to four houses. It's going to be like a small mailbox-sized tower every three to four uh, houses. They call it small cell technology. You can look that up for yourself. There's a lot of petitions going on. There's people trying to fight the courts, and there's neighborhood organizations trying to fight this. So this is an active battle, and ultimately we want the best for for all of you all listening so go register candidasummit.com you'll get to hear the rest of Diedrich Klinghart's talk if you're listening to this in the future meaning after July 9th that's when the event starts then you'll still have the ability to support the mission and you can purchase the talks this talk plus 30 others including Dan Kalish which you guys heard from on here you didn't hear the full interview but you heard some of his and many 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 others so check it out and in the meantime if you want to consult with the you know, with me, uh, the team, me or Megan, I've got Megan on staff. I've been training her for the last year. She's fully certified in functional medicine as well. So she's helping me to take some of the load off in terms of, uh, seeing new clients as well. So either way, whether it's Megan, who is a little bit cheaper to work with than me, or you just want to wait and, and see me, uh, would love to help you. We work with people via Skype, FaceTime, etc. And you can learn more about that at my site, evanbrand.com. That's E-V-A-N-B-R-A-N-D, like brand name, evanbrand.com. And part of what I do and part of the protocol is addressing EMF. And I have seen, as Klinghart is alluding to and just now getting into this little topic, but I, I had to cut it short to tease you. Uh, when you start to address the electromagnetic fields, you start to address this wireless environment, you start to mitigate things in the home, in the bedroom, in the child's learning environment, you can see massive developmental changes where kids were maybe previously diagnosed with autism and maybe all of a sudden they're able to start learning things differently or their behavior is changed. Uh, I've worked with many, many, many kids and I don't really market myself as a, a pediatric functional medicine practitioner, but I've had to evolve into that over the last several years just because there's not many people that are doing this and especially there's not many people discussing these deep topics. Now, there are some, you know, quote unquote, functional pediatricians out there that I've spoken with personally, and they still are prescribing antibiotics. And I won't mention names, but let's just say that I've had some friends who I've looked up to and they say, if you get bit by a tick, the first thing you need to do and your child gets bit by a tick, the first thing you need to do is go on a round of antibiotics. And that is just not the answer, and it doesn't work. So there's just you know, some letdowns that I've experienced, and so I've had to take those letdowns and use those as motivation and fuel for me to better understand and better create protocols for children. And the good thing is about kids, you know, in this whole conversation, is kids are very resilient. Kids can uh, improve much, much faster, and generally speaking, they have less 
issues in terms of going from point A to point B, whereas adults along the way, there's mitochondrial issues that are more common. There's liver detox issues that are more common. You know, there's 40, 50, 60 years worth of toxins that have built up in adults. And so children, yes, they are very toxic. I have seen very extreme levels of toxins in kids, even two, three years old. You would be shocked at some of the lab results that I have on hand here. But there, there is hope and there are things you can do to mitigate that. And kids, they're smart. They're smart cookies. So if you just get their body systems working, they can significantly turn things around pretty quick. All right, so that's enough talking for me, but go register for the summit. You have to. I mean, it's awesome. We've got 40,000 plus registered for it. I expect that we're going to have 60,000, if not 100,000 people registered. This should be one of the biggest events of the year. And that doesn't really like fluff up my ego or anything. It just makes me very excited and very proud that this information is going to get to that many people because I know uh, a lot of my friends, uh, a lot of my colleagues love Klingheart. So I know this talk is going to be one of their favorites among some of the others. So go register, candidasummit.com. Enjoy yourself. Reach out if you need help. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye.